Hello and welcome to FollyWeb. I'm your host, Sara Landi Tortoli, and my mission is to bring you the top entrepreneurs and builders across Web 2 and Web 3 to help you be successful in building and growing your company. Join us on this mission to build a better internet. When I bought my apes, I had an idea in mind. This is Yusef Tracy. Yusef is a true pioneer, having created the first ever animated NFT TV show, The Red Ape Family, based on the popular characters from the Board Ape Yacht Club collection. Why a show as an NFT? Because it can help you raise the funds. You can have people from your community to participate in the show. In this conversation, we explore how Yusef came up with the idea for the show and how he built it without having any previous experience in the entertainment industry. I'm going to go to the Discord of Board Ape Yacht Club. And some people said, go for it. And some people said, you're crazy because... Uh, it needs a lot of money, which is true. And then some other people were like, oh, you can't do it because if someone will do it, it's going to be the DreamWorks and Pixar and Disney. Please enjoy this conversation with Yusuf Trissi. Yusuf, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to, to have you here at PolyWeb. Thank you so much, Sarah. Very excited too. So I want to start by talking a little bit about your background because you are in the NFT space since the very beginning, basically. Out of curiosity, how many board apes do you have? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good question to start with. <laughs> I have four right now, okay. but I used to have seven. Oh, and, wow. um, and I got them the same day the, the project Board Ape Yacht Club sold out. So, like, wow. yeah. Can you tell us, like, for those who don't know about Bored Apes and their story, can you tell us a little bit about that and how did you find out? So later we can, we can get into even, like, deeper details. But basically that was the days where it wasn't about Twitter spaces. It was about Clubhouse. So all NFT discussions were happening in Clubhouse you'll sleep with your earphones actually and uh, you're listening to someone talk and uh, we made like so many friendships in that clubhouse etc and basically what happened i was in a room a usual room where like i used to be there like all the time and someone said well listen there's this project this is the next crypto punks and they just sold out and everyone was like oh really why do they sell out and they said well Jimmy and Pranksy, who were at that time like huge, 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 and they're still huge, huge whales in the NFT space. They bought like a thousand each or something like that. And so that like prompted a lot of people to follow because at that time, that's how it worked. Like you see a whale or someone well-respected buying something and everybody is going to follow. And, and, and that's, uh, I was at the right time in the right room. Uh, it's not because I'm like smart or something. I was just there at the right moment. And, um, I took the risk, the smart, the smart decision I took actually is not because I'm smart. I invested in this, but like, because I took the risk to do it at that time, ETH was around $4,000. And when I bought them, they were around like between 0.4 to 0.6 ETH. And when you think that like, hey, I'm going to put like $3,000 into a monkey picture or an ape picture. And, and at that time, like PFPs were not like really a thing. It was really crazy, especially if you will go for like one, two, three, and then four. And a few days later, I bought another one at like 2.5. And then, I don't know, three weeks later, I bought one at five ETH. And people were telling me like, I am mega crazy. And I, I, I fall in love with that ape, actually. And um, it was ranked like top 150. And I was like, I want this ape. And I bought it at 5 ETH. At that time, it was like really a lot of money. Um, looking at like where the floor price was. And uh, it was still like people discovering what are NFTs. That's basically how my ape journey started. <laughs> 
and it paid off, I have to say. Uh, what was it like, you know, be part of that community, especially at the very beginning? So it was really awesome. It was really awesome. We used to create uh, clubhouse rooms and like the the owners of, of Board Ape owners are going to join like these rooms and uh, are we going to start talking and uh, how is this going to be? Oh, we have IP rights. What are we going to do with this? And I still remember like with Farouk and other like big influencers now in the space, we will go to like other clubhouse rooms that are talking about something completely different, like a political issue, let's say in a country or whatever. And we will just do like this ape sounds like, and people were thinking like, we're crazy. They were like, why are there a hundred people with ape photos in here doing these sounds? But because we're all adults, I'm, I'm a dad. Well, I was doing ape sounds because I was so excited of being part of like a movement. We could feel that this is a movement. It's not just like a community. And, and a lot of friendships were created and we were driven by this feeling that we belong to something that we knew is going to turn into something really massive, which, which happened at the end. Yeah, absolutely. So basically you went from being a, like an early adopter and you slowly started to shift towards being a builder in the space. So how did this process happen? You know, what was sure. your thinking uh, maybe behind it? Uh, and also the connection uh, that you needed to do in order to move from idea to action? Sure. So basically, when I started in the NFT space, I started to help my dad. Basically, th th that's why I entered the NFT space because he is a digital artist. And I remember like I was following up with what, what was happening in the NFT space. Uh, but like uh, around like February of uh, 2021, I think it was mm -hmm. 2021. Yeah. When uh, the neon cat uh, was sold at like $600,000, I was like, I really need to push even further with my dad. So he can sell art so people can know about him, etc. So I moved from someone who came to the space just to help his dad. And then you like you start pushing other artists because you can't just do it by yourself. So you have to lift others so they can lift you as well. And my dad doesn't speak English, so I was the one doing the clubhouse rooms to talk about his art, his journey, how he started like painting, etc. And so from there, because of that, I was in Clubhouse at the right time to buy an ape photo. And so with that ape photo, I was able then to participate in other projects. So now I moved from someone who's there to help to someone who is a buyer of NFTs. And then from there, I'm, I'm like, I... So I, I made I made a couple of money by flipping a couple of, of, of JPEGs from other projects, not just like Port Apes, et cetera. And that helped me actually to uh, get the finances so I can start also thinking, well, I can also do something, you know, I can, I can build something. That's my mentality anyway. I have this entrepreneur uh, mentality. I can't just sit and flip other people's project. I have to, to create as well. And so... I was thinking about a million things because literally you can do sky is the limit. You can do anything in this web three space because it's all about creation. It's about creators. And so for me, the shift was, was really easy because then I started thinking I have IP rights of several uh, projects. What can I do with it? Uh, I need to do something. And I was seeing a lot of people, you know, like uh, they will just, change an ape into another ape they make a derivative or like they put it on a t-shirt or they put it on a mug or something but for me it was it needed to be something else it needed to be something more powerful because these apes need to kind of like live really and that's what started pushing me to think about there is no way better than a tv show even though like i have zero experience in art 
zero experience in animation, zero experience whatsoever with creating a TV show. But I'm like, I can do it because it's doable and, uh, and it happened. So, so yeah, that, that's how the shift. What a TV show. Like how did that idea came about, you know? Um, it's not, so, it's not the first thing that comes to mind. True. True. When I was buying my apes. So at that time, a lot of people were buying them to sell them. I wasn't buying them to sell them. I was buying them with a purpose in mind. And that is why when I bought my apes, uh, four of them, I bought them, they were red. I had an idea in mind and I wanted to buy. So the, this ape called Chucky that he is wearing clothes that actually look exactly like Winky, his wife, who like she has the same clothes and uh, she's also red. So I'm like, these are going to be husband and wife, but they need kids. And so I went looking for red apes that can look kind of like kids. And I wanted to create the red ape family. So I wanted to have a family of red apes. And that's exactly what I went and bought. And then I started thinking, well, these apes can have neighbors. And I went and bought like a male and female white apes. So the idea about a TV show, why a TV show? Because that's the, the, the how you can do so much in a TV show. It's not like in Web3, TV shows are not just TV shows. They're platforms for artistic expression. So there's the writer's room. There is the animation, there's the drawing, there's the music, there is like literally everything. And th that's, that's what like was, was kind of like driving me. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the discord of board API club. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to inform the community. I'm going to tell them this is my idea. And so I went to the discord and I said, well, I have these four apes and I've put the image of like four of them. They're all red. And I think someday they're going to be on Disney and I can find the message. It's, it's there uh, somewhere in, in that discord. That was, that was like a year and three or four months ago. And, and some people said, go for it. Uh, we think that this is awesome. And some people said, you're crazy because uh, it needs a lot of money, which is true. It needs, it needs a lot of money to create a, a good TV show. And then some other people were like, oh, you can't do it because if, if, if someone will do it, it's going to be the DreamWorks and Pixar and Disney who will buy their apes or like just rent them from someone or uh, get the rights from someone else and, and make their own show. Why would you make your own show? And I was, I was saying, because that's what Web3 is about, is about community. It's like, if you guys support me, and, and, and give me the necessary support so I can do it. I will be able to do it. And, and yeah, some, some people were like really awesome pushed. So, um, people knew about it. Uh, so the, the Twitter account started like getting some, some traction, et cetera. And, you know, rest is, is, is history as we say. So you had the idea of creating this TV show and then you started to pitch this idea also inside the community. And you did all of this without any experience, especially in building a TV show. So since Polyweb, uh, it's for builders and entrepreneurs uh, mm -hmm. in this space. Can you tell us how did you went about uh, creating actually the TV show? from from zero like what were the steps that you took and maybe like some of the challenges that you had to overcome yeah it's literally like an iceberg what people see the tv show is is the tip of the iceberg but literally what's under the water is 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 all the challenges all the fun um although i would i would say that there were more challenges than fun i'm not gonna lie because it's it is something hard when you don't have experience in that, when your family never, you know, like did a TV show before. You're not coming from a, the film industry or something. I didn't study this. Um, I'm a telecom engineer. That, that's my background. So it, it's, it has nothing to do with animation. But when you have the entrepreneur um, mentality 
or when you have the curiosity, your research, how did I enter the NFT space? How did I, you know, like learn about NFTs, how they work? What is Ethereum? How you create, how you get your wallet. Like two years ago, getting a wallet wasn't that easy. You can get scammed like in two seconds. And, you know, that, that curiosity pushed me towards doing a lot and a lot and a lot of research. For me, it was in the beginning, the way I was thinking about it, it's like, well, I have the apes and I need the script and then I need someone to animate the script. Well, actually, it's really not that. It's much more complicated. There are a lot of other steps. Like there's the script, there's the storyboard, there's the rigging, there's the character design, there's... Uh, the voice, the story, when, when you write the story, you don't write the story about an episode. You have to have literally, you know, what is going to happen from the beginning till the end, why a character is there, what brought him there. And, and, you know, all the background design, I never thought like, I've never looked at movies and shows the way I'm looking at them right now, because just the background work takes months actually to build because you know it's happening somewhere so you need to draw that city where it's happening for example so it's just so much work that i didn't know about but like i did my research and i partnered with with people and uh, so you start asking questions around your around you like your network but also people from web 2 and web 3 and, you know, one thing will lead to another and you will find people who are able to help you to make this happen from a script writer to a musician to, um, uh, you know, a studio that is going to animate this. And we met good people and bad people and really bad people, skilled people and people who are really not skilled at all. So lost a lot of money in the beginning. Um, because, you know, like people will tell you, well, I know how to do this. I can do it. And then, you know, like you pay, uh, let's say a percentage, like let's say 10 to 20%. So you can see the work, how it's going to be. And then it turns out to be like really bad. And, uh, and you know, like people are not going to reimburse your money until you find who can do it. And when you look at the show, the first episode really wasn't, wasn't great in terms of like animation. It wasn't. It's the truth compared to episode two. And that that like pushed us to, you know, find even better people. So in the beginning, I had a, sc a script writer who was like, um, you know, advised. Uh, I was advised to work with this person because he's amazing. He did this in the past, etc. And, uh, you know, he is in Web3 as well. So I should... Uh, you know, like support him by getting, by getting him to the show because the show is all about supporting other artists, other creators. So people who write, uh, musicians, artists, etc. And then, um, you know, like you read the script and you're like, this is really not funny and really not good. And we found one who wrote like the script of the first episode and a studio who animated the first episode. It wasn't that good, but that pushed us to become better to do better stuff. Like right now, nowadays where we are now, the animation studio that is working on the Red Ape family is called Digitoons. They're the ones that worked on two seasons of Rick and Morty. The, the, the writer of the show now is from Hollywood, Adam G. Simon. And uh, we got like, uh, after the first episode, a lot of script from different other people, like from the son of Steve Harvey, um, from, from people here in Dubai, from people uh, in the US, from Hollywood. And uh, you read it and you know, no, 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 no. And then with Adam, it was, it was obvious that this guy like was, was really the guy actually to, to write the scripts of the show. So it, it's a lot of challenges because you have then a community. You're, you, you need to raise funds. So you sell uh, an NFT, the TV show was sold as an NFT or as multiple NFTs, not just one. And then you raise that money and then people rely on you to produce something that is good. And um, so people were not really satisfied, for example, with the first episode, but what we delivered with the second episode, which is unbelievably good. And for example, we promised that all episodes are going to be five minutes long and 
because people didn't like a lot the first episode when we delivered the 20 minutes long second episode. So they were like uh, proud about being in this community and it was really good. But yeah, the, the takeaway or the lesson from all this TV show experience is nothing is impossible. Everything is possible, but surround yourself with the right people. There are a lot of fake uh, artists, people who say that they know how to do marketing and they don't. People who say that they know how to, you know, like uh, build a business plan and they have no idea about how to build a business plan for Web3 because it's different. It, it's something else. People need to surround themselves by the right people. It's super, super, super important. And have the drive. Believe in yourself. Today is not a good day. Tomorrow it's going to be a better day. I feel like I have probably 10 follow-up questions about what you said, but I'm, I'm going to start, you know, at the very end, uh, you mentioned that uh, it's very difficult to find the right people and when they're really competent to do something, mm -hmm. how do you spot them? It is difficult because the thing is, the Web3 space, a lot of people are driven by money and money only. And so people who are driven by money, it's like, it's like flies, you know, they will fly around you to try to get something from you. Some people will be interested by, by your apes. It's like, okay, if I do this and this and this, then give me 50% rights on your ape, blah, 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 things like this. How you spot them is you have to work with them. You have to, you have to put them in, like, you have to test them, like do it and let me see if you can. And I, I really believe in this motto that Gary V says is hire slow and fire fast, which is like, if you see that that person is not able to do the job, just, just let, let him go and, and bring someone who is able take the time in the interview, uh, give him tests, see the quality of the work and, and, and just surround yourself by the right people. I, I just remember like to find the CTO, um, Eddie, uh, who's the CEO of, uh, also of, uh, Orcania to find him. It was crazy. Like I had to go like, because at that time it was really hard to find resources. And you will go on Twitter and ask in the community who is able to do a smart contract for me. And someone is going, like, not someone, a lot of people come and say, yeah, I can build you the smart contract. Well, but you have to give me 20% of the project of equity in the company, not just like uh, of the mint or something. Uh, give me 50%. Some smart contract, a good, a good developer will spend an hour, maybe like, tops like someone who knows how to do it and people were asking like all this amount of money and equity and and nfts and and, and stuff uh, until i had to go on linkedin and, and do research and and interview i interviewed eddie before he joined the team and now he is part of the business he is an equity owner of the red ape family and i didn't just work with him on the red ape family on on other projects as well because once you find the right people you have to keep them with you and they have to keep you with them because then that's the team that works on things that that's the team of builders because nothing can be done with one person it's impossible just impossible anyone who says that he is going to build something by himself only it he's just fooling himself honestly and so, like, coming back to that, and at the very beginning, what were the tasks you took on versus the one that you outsourced that you knew, you know, I need to find someone else to do this for me? To build an NFT project in general. So the, simple, the, the simplest NFT project is like a PFP one that is like normal or like, let's say the art is computer generated or something like this. Let's forget about the artistic side of creating a TV show. It's just crazy. <laughs> um, but you need, you need to be able to build a community and build a project and it needs to go together. So that's first. And when, when you think about building a project, then you have the art side, you have, uh, for example, let's say the website, you have discord, you have the smart contract. 
you have, um, you know, if you need to use a server, for example, you need to build your roadmap, you need to build your business plan, you need to find, you need to build your marketing strategy, you need to build your Twitter, your Instagram, your presence in social media, basically. Uh, for us, it was much more complex because where is the show going to be displayed? You know, what our holders are going to get is much more complicated than what an, a holder of a PFP is going to get. Because if I can watch the show, then why should I buy it? You know, like there are these questions uh, that can be asked, etc. And so you need to build the utility. You need to build the roadmap. You need to build, you need to know in a year where you're going to be. And then you have the artistic side. Who is going to be the animation show? Um, who is going, like the artists, uh, the ones that are going to draw the characters, the script, which script is good, how long it should be, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It There is a lot. Like I remember just the choice of the logo and the name and, and things like this. But these are details and, and people will spend a lot of time actually focusing on these details. And generally it, it's, it should be the other way around. You should start with the idea, then have the business plan, see the numbers in front of you, know that this is going to work, and then start building at the same time your community. Because if it's just, uh, when I'm saying like building the community, you can have like a Twitter and then start like just trying to build also on Discord because people know you and saying that I am going to be building something. So you're already like kind of like bringing people around you that know that this guy in a month or two or three is going to produce a show. So that that's important because a lot of people will focus. Oh, I need a name and I need to buy a domain name on the, on, on GoDaddy and he will spend the day doing that. And that day is, is lost forever while other yeah. people are building because in the NFT space, it goes so fast. Uh, we say that like a month in the NFT space is a year. And I remember like three days is like, is like a month. If if you lose three days, like, well, people now are looking at another project and they forgot about you. So that, that that's basically like all the things that you have to think about. You need to have all that like in front of you, you know, okay, this should be first, this second, this third, this fourth, or for this, I need to to get an influencer or a celebrity. I need to talk to this person and this person, and maybe I need to get business partners and I need to raise funds and I need to do this, etc. So it's, it, it's a process. It's a long process, but if you have the drive, if you are ready to put the hours and the work, you can do it. That's, that, that's for sure. That's really uh, a lot of things that you have to, to put together in order to launch even like a very simple project, as you said, let alone a TV show, right? But now let's move forward one tiny step. So you're building the show and it's coming along. Then you, you have to launch it. You need to have a go-to-market strategy. So how did you land on Apple TV? With the oh, show, it's a, <laughs> it's a long story. So th there were several good steps that were taken. Some things did work out. Some others didn't work out. So one of the things that didn't work out is like uh, we got in contact with uh, the team of Gary V, who were very interested with the project, and they said that this this is something that Gary definitely would would love actually to to participate in maybe like have him as a character in the show or have his ape or his voice or something but then like uh when the first episode came in and i think they saw the uh, the animation style and they were like okay we will wait a little bit and, until we see how this is going to be but there are other things that work out so we uh partnered with two chains and uh that that like got us a lot of visibility at that time the go-to strategy of all NFT projects was about, I need to get influencers, good ones, and celebrities. That was selling out projects. But for us, it wasn't about, because I'm going back to your question, how I ended up in Apple TV. For me, it wasn't about, I need celebrities so I can sell 
and make money or raise money or anything around money. For me, it was about, I want people to see this. I, I want my holders to be able to say, well, I hold something that is on Apple TV. And so we contacted a lot of, a lot of companies that are specialized in content distribution, et cetera. And you, you do like hundreds of meetings and some people will like ask you to give them exclusive rights on the show, uh, to give them like a percentage on the royalties and, and things like that until we found Alter TV and Alter TV. It's a, it's a platform. They're based in Canada and Alter TV. They're connected to Apple TV and through their uh, app, you can actually access uh, on Apple TV. You can access the Red Ape family. So that, that that's basically how it, how it worked and how we were able to, to get there. How long did it took you from, uh, idea to finally launch it idea was around i would say august august, july, august that, yeah july, 2021 august, 2021 yeah yeah um that's when i started like having the idea and i started even like mapping in my mind the names of the characters that are going to be in the show etc and then you know you need to do all those things that i talked about finding the people, finding a studio, doing like all, all the hard work, all that part of the iceberg that nobody sees. And basically the first episode was streamed. We did a premiere in Dubai with, with press and people came in and, and stuff because yeah, it's an NFT TV show. People were like, wow, this is, uh, this is something new and innovative, etc." And, um, that was November 25th. So you can see that there are a few months that, that we needed actually, so we can work on this. And there is also the artistic side, you know, you have to draw, you have to, to write the script, you have to, um, yeah, do the voice recording of, uh, of the voice actors, find the voice actors, interview them, um, et cetera. So yeah, the, the first episode was streamed on november 25th so it's 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 going to be almost uh yeah one year old it's but 11 but months old now but from idea mm. to actually airing the first show that was lightning fast you know it was fast but again that's web3 you have to be fast if you don't do it then someone else is going to do it before you the funny thing till today nobody has made uh <laughs> a TV show with apes. And that, that takes me to one of the mistakes I would say, and I would encourage everyone and every creator not to make, which is you have the impression that someone else is going to do it and you need to go fast and you need to, you know, oh, we need to do this. And you end up like sleeping two hours a night or not sleeping at all. And it, it, yeah, a lot of, uh, I'm not going to lie. Like some of my team members had burnouts. I, I did have a burnout as well. I did like after the mint of the third episode, it was, it was just too much. I wasn't able to, you know, like to think my, my brain was like, I need to rest. Uh, you want to do all this, but I need to rest that that was like the, the answer from, from my brain. And my advice to people, because look till today, there's no other TV show with apes. And I was thinking almost a year ago, that if I don't do it in November 25th, somebody is going to do it like on November 26th. And that's a mistake because even if someone is going to do it, then fine. There, there's Bojack and there are the Simpsons. Everybody can live, actually. Uh, the pie is so big, everybody can have a share, you know. And uh, you want to be like the first. Oh, I, I want to be the first one, but yeah. But that, that will take you to make mistakes because you want to go so fast. It will make you partner with the wrong people because someone will tell you, I can't do this. And then that person cannot deliver or will deliver something that is not really good. The quality is not really good, etc. So my advice, take your time and do it right from the get-go because the first impression is, is very important. I would have preferred to wait two other months or three other months and have the first episode with the same quality as the second one, because that would be the first impression of people. They'll be like, these guys nailed it from the get-go. But at the same time, 
if you don't make these mistakes, you don't learn a lot of other things. And that's also very important in the journey of any entrepreneur. So, uh, so yeah. You know, web two people, uh, like kind of think that imperfect, but fast beats perfect, uh, but slow any other day. And that if you can learn from, uh, the first experiment, uh, then that's more valuable, actually. It so. is more valuable. Honestly, it pushed us, for example, to get to some uh, to someone like Digitunes, to the guys who made uh, Rick and Morty. Well, if it, if it would have been like, not that perfect, but like people were like, yeah, okay, it's good. Um, and you guys, oh, yeah, you did it first, etc. Well, maybe we would have continued with that not that good style. But now we have this very good style. And and that's, that's for me, very important. When I watch my show, I want to be proud of my show i want to look at it and be like well this looks really good i want the holders and people who collected my nfts to be like well we have something that, that looks good that has value so so yeah that that's the thought process i would say behind uh, speed and uh, and quality so i feel like you know this is kind of the question of the questions of the <laughs> this episode uh, because the red ape family is really a pioneering uh, show right it's the first of its kind so can you tell us how an nft show is different from creating a normal tv show where is the mm -hmm. innovation what should sure. people look closer into this is the question of the questions because this is the exciting part for me uh, when i look at it I, i look at the technology for me the technology is very important what is the technology doing are we solving any any challenges that the world population is having are we like creating something that nobody has done but it is serving a purpose having a tv show as an nft it's not serving a purpose let's be honest but it's it's an entertainment like people can sit and entertain and get out of the reality of of the world so you can you can enjoy your time watching something um but when when you look at what we are doing it's not about having a tv show as an nft where is the innovation that's not the innovation i can take this this video that we are making you and i now and turn it into an nft and be like let Let's sell this. So it's doable. It's very easy, actually. It's super straightforward and easy. And OpenSea has made it like even easier. Like you don't even need a smart contract or anything. You can just go and create a collection and do it. The innovation is, why is this different from what other Web2 companies or studios are doing? The difference is the community and the way you raise funds, actually, to fund the show. But also because this community raised that money to fund the show, they have a say in the show. So we have the writer's room where people can give ideas and our writer can look at these ideas and be like, I like this idea. I will put it in the show. People who have other NFTs, we do like a casting and they can have their NFTs and it happened. It's in episode two. They can have their NFTs inside the show. There's also other thing, and we see this in the first and second episode, we encourage artists to have their art inside our show. So artists that are, you know, like they don't have a voice, nobody knows about them, etc. but they're part of our community. They'll be like, well, uh, they, they will post actually their art and we will vote and it would be like, we like this. And we will have like a frame in a room or something. And you will see the art of that person inside the episode. We invite musicians as well. So for example, the intro of the Red Ape family is made by a rapper in, in the UK that nobody knows about. And um, people love that song. And so we're, we're giving voice to artists that nobody knows about to encourage them actually to continue in that artistic journey and adventure that they're having right now. And uh, there's also the fact that this is, this is changing the way shows are made. So there are a lot of shows out there and they get canceled because there is no budget for it. So 
like uh, I don't know, like Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime will be like, well, um, there a lot of people are watching other stuff. They they're not interested in this show. Well, we still have I don't know, like three million viewers. Yeah, but that's not enough. It's not converting a lot. But a, a lot of people love that show, and it's getting canceled. And those people are gonna be sad. But what if that show is turned into NFTs, split into like 10,000 NFTs and people, everyone is going to put like, I don't know, $500 or like $1,000 or even like $10, I don't know, but like raise the money so that show can continue. And then, then you will ask me, but what would they get back? Well, royalties. So when that show actually is being sold to Netflix or sold to another platform, that money there is uh, the the owners of those NFTs will get a kickback. So it's like fundraising, but it's a smart fundraising. It's like it's on the blockchain. Nobody can can you know like fake it or say it's not, it's not there. And anyone, and this is something that I wanted to talk about. Anyone who says that, well, no, because we got a lot of hate from people who say that NFTs are bad for for the planet, for the environment. Well, guess what? With the merge now. Ethereum uh, consumption of electricity is down by 99%. So now YouTube consumes, I don't know, 10,000 times more electricity or, you know, just like playing video games consumes much more. Now, like the blockchain actually really can be used without a waste of energy and at the same time encourage people to continue to create because if they have a community around them, they can raise that, those funds so they can produce what they want to produce and for me that's where the innovation is why is show as an nft because it can help you raise the funds it you can have people from your community to participate in the show to not dictate but kind of like say how they want it to be and have their nfts inside the show and you have musicians and artists and and all that it's it's amazing this is collaborative. It's amazing. It's a platform. It's not just like a show about two, three people who are who are building it in, in the room. Let's go back one second about the community aspect of the creation of the show. I'm very fascinated by it. And let's still run the parallel with, with Netflix or Amazon Prime. If you were a TV executive there, really, or if you were a builder in the NFT space, you know, in the web free space, how can you leverage the community in which way and how? So basically the community is, is everything because for us, we raise the money before people were able to see the show. So if they believe in you, in your message, in what you want to build and uh, they're, they're looking at the everyday step-by-step. Step. So you're showing, showing them that you're working and, and doing the work. They believe in you. You will, you will raise the funds that you need to produce a show. So for, for Netflix, this is, this is an untapped mountain of gold that they can actually get the way to do it. I mean, they can contact me and I would tell them how, <laughs> um, but yeah, Netflix already have a huge community. That's the thing. They already have like million of people that pay them um, every month to watch shows, but like some will, some are interested by one show or two shows or five shows, and some other are just there browsing like whatever comes they want to to watch it. But it's um, community is everything. It's what drives everything. And this is really quite the innovation, right? Because. If I were to invest in the show, I can even have my digital avatar featured maybe in the show as one of the characters, right? You can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So this is what one of the things that the community really loved is to see some of their NFTs inside the show. And if you have an avatar, you can put that avatar on the blockchain and say, my avatar is an NFT. And then it can get added to the show. But the beauty about the way, the thought process behind why doing this in the Red Ape family. So if if you have, I don't know, a squirrel NFT and that squirrel NFT belongs to the board squirrel project. And if you get that squirrel inside the show, then you have 
the entire community of that squirrel project that wants to watch your show because they are all happy that there is one red squirrel that is inside the show. Same goes with the lion or with the cat. or, And so in the end, you end up with having a community of a lot of communities. So if I have a cool cat in the show, there are a lot of people who have cool cats. from. They are from the cool cat community. They want to watch the show because they know that there is a cool cat in there. So that's why it's cool, because it's not just about one person who put his NFT in the show. It's it's also if you put one NFT, it's it it means you've put a project in the show and then you lift in another product. I mean, I can't say that I lifted Bored Ape. No, they they lifted us. But uh, but for some other projects, yes, it did. Like it was the first time that someone heard about a chimp or whatever or something. So it was it was a good platform to bring all these people together. Yeah, and it seems also to benefit a lot the the original creators of the of the exactly. avatar itself. Like it's it's publicity mm-hmm. also for them, right? And they sure. also can earn from it. Let's go like one level deeper. Why should people really participate uh, in in such projects like besides the possibility to be featured in a show which is uh, fantastic but what are the economic upsides how can they be rewarded so there were and there are several uh, ways for them to get rewarded i will start with the the easiest one which is if your nft gets in a show then that NFT becomes an actor, that that NFT gains value, that you can use that NFT in in something else. I don't know, if you have a red lion, then that lion may might be like commissioned by uh, McDonald's to, to, do, to do a commercial for them or something. So you move from an NFT to an actor. Now you have like a presence in, in Web 2 and Web 3 at the same time. Uh, so that's first. The second thing is for us, uh, all the money that we make from royalties coming from Alter TV, 50% of that goes to the community. And actually, we've put that in a pool of uh, Orcania uh, coin. And when people stake our NFT, they get that kickback, actually. Because you, you have to be smart about it. You can't just like give money to people. Otherwise, your NFT is a security. And then you're like breaking the law. And you need to be very careful on the way you reward people. And uh, so that's that's the way like uh, we've did it. Like you stake one of your episodes. And then you will you will get as a reward because of that staking coins or Kanye coins. And then uh, those coins, you can go and sell them for US dollars. That's basically that money, uh, that, uh, that all, all that money is coming from royalties that we're making, let's say, from, from YouTube or from Alter TV or from Apple TV and, and all these things. So that's also super important. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, we're going to introduce, so maybe this is a good platform to announce it, which is, uh, so when, if we want to turn our holders into <laughs> like uh, salespeople for us, which means, so if you, Sarah, for example, have a Red Ape Family NFT, you can go and, uh, I don't know, like uh, talk to uh, Massimo Dutti, for example, and, uh, and, and, and you say, hey, Youssef, Massimo Dutti is interested to have their clothes inside the show. And so if we end up si- signing a deal, with Massimo Dutti, then you will get 10 or 20% or, or whatever, like depending on the size of the deal. That's that's something that can also like bring a cash flow to us and to the holders as well. Uh, so th- there are multiple ways. I mean, as I said, like we had ideas about creating a cinema in the metaverse. And uh, so that cinema is going to be used so people can come and watch the Red Ape family, but not just the Red Ape family, that we will end up like signing with other shows and that's going to happen in that cinema. And uh, so we put like uh, plots in uh, in the sandbox, like we spent 25 ETH on that because it was like four plots all together. That time ETH was like, I don't know, $4,000. So it's like 100K. Um we still have them. We still have the plots, but like we were, we were thinking about all these ways that people, that our holders can generate money. So if that cinema works, people will buy tickets to enter, to watch something. And then part of that money is going to go back to our community, etc. So 
there was a very uh, big, <laughs> like, let's say, thought process about how you will reward the people who are believing in you because they are raising money to make the show, but they need to get something in return. And that's that's basically how they get things in return. And now we're doing it through uh, staking. That, that's really fantastic. Uh, uh, I'm actually very surprised that I, I don't know of any other projects such as yours uh, that it's still like one of a kind. What do you think are the untapped opportunity here in this, in this space, especially in the entertainment space? The entertainment space is, um, it, it's limitless. It's limitless. Like you can think about music, you can think about cinema, you can think about uh, literally anything. So for example, a musician who is not like really well known, he can partner with an artist, they can make NFTs and he can sell his music. Instead of like giving his rights to a label, he can actually raise money through uh, NFTs and have a community around him, etc. And if if that musician becomes like so famous, like imagine what is then the price of that NFT? It's going to soar and grow like really a lot. And what these people are gonna get? Well, like part of the royalties, they can get other utilities. Like okay, I'm uh, I don't know, like uh, get like free merch, meet the uh, the, the artist, uh, free tickets to go to his. Uh, concerts etc and and there's a lot of advertising opportunities like in in our show for example we had we had our apes to wear diesel it was good for us and for diesel because it it gives like visibility to that diesel is about web3 now that they're really interested and they are actually diesel is 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 crazy about web3 crazy about nfts metaverse and they're they're doing a lot for the space and for us it was also good visibility it's like you have your apes wearing diesel clothes in the show. So there's a lot of advertising opportunities as well. So you can have in-show advertising, product placement, etc. And you can, you know, like leverage all that. And anyone who wants to create in the entertainment industry, it, like sky is the limit, just needs to sit and think, well, how can I reward my community? What should be uh, you know, the utility that I should give to my community and literally everything can be done. We can, we can like find old shows and, and it will be a reborn for them. Do you know that like Casa de Papel, the, uh, the, the very yeah. famous show. Money Heist, I think Money in Heist. English. Exactly. Exactly. Money Heist. Money Heist was sold to Netflix, I think for one uh, euro or something like that. Really? The show was, yeah, the show was dying. They didn't have money to, to continue with, etc. So I have no idea. Imagine if that, that masterpiece of a show could have raised money through NFTs. Imagine the people, then Netflix would have paid like really a lot of money to put it on their platform. Imagine the amazing royalties that these holders of those NFTs could have like got. So that's why I'm saying like in entertainment, the opportunities are really, really limitless. There is, there is a lot to do. Uh, unfortunately, it's a bear market right now. So uh, we see a lot of people are like, oh, we will just sit and see how it's going to be. But right now is the right time actually to continue building because there's no clutter. There's no noise. And the market kind of like flushed all that noise. All the people that were there just for the money, they're out. And it's now for the builders, people who are about the technology, about like the innovation and pushing the space forward. Like you, you touch now, you know, uh, the topic of the bear market. Um, how did the bear market impact the Red Ape family? In which ways and... Uh, what are the next steps now for for the show? So the the bear market was bad, not just for the Red Ape family. It was bad for literally, for the entire yeah, of course, for the entire space and basically for the Red Ape family. And people need to be smart about this if they want to do something similar. Which is, we pay our artists, our contracts, the visas that we have for people, like literally everything. We pay it in USD. You pay them in dollars. But the money you raise is in Ethereum. So when you raise an amount of money, you're like, I raised this much. But then if there is like a sudden crash, like what happened, well, then you don't have that amount of money anymore. 
Uh, so, so that's like one of the challenges. That's how the show got impacted. It's like we needed to be smart. We needed to uh, to stop some relationships. We needed to, to be smart about it, like the way we manage the team. How many artists do we still need? Um, do, do, do we need to have them in-house or do we need to have uh, freelancers, etc.? And also the timeline, it impacted the timeline. I win now, if, if we have less people, then we need more time actually to produce the next episode, et cetera. It did impact us. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but as I said, it impacted everyone else. But the main thing is to keep pushing and to keep building. And this is exactly what we're doing. We have the third episode. It's actually ready. And um, but only our holders are going to be able to watch it because generally what we do to raise money, we use the episode that we made as a marketing material to raise money for the next episode. But because it's a bear market, you have to be smart about it. And uh, you can't you can't just open it up to everyone because otherwise uh, nobody is going to to give you money for the fourth episode. But we already started building the fourth episode as well, so we're like tapping into our uh, savings, etc., and everything to 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 keep pushing, to keep building because we know that this is something that we wanna uh, that we wanna continue doing. And uh, yeah, it's a bear market, and then it's going to be the bull market, and then we will have another. Uh, bear market it just cycles and yeah how long does it take to you know fundraise for this episode and then and do you do it every time like you air an episode uh, and then that's it and then you fundraise like what's this process like we did it episode by episode maybe it would have been smarter to do it for the entire season and do season by season because at that time it was like crazy about nfts and you know, we could have like raised the full amount of the season. But at the same time, I need to think also as the buyer. What, how is the buyer going to think if I come and tell him, well, I'm going to sell to you an entire season of 10 episodes. And I'm pro my promise is I am going to do it. You know, there are a lot of projects right now till today, and they're still building, who said a year ago that they're selling you a PFP and you're going to get a game and the game is still not there. So imagine if like, and, and then people are not going to really trust. It's like, this guy wants to raise, I don't know, like 10, 15, 20 million dollars. And then he's telling me he's going to produce a full season. You know, it's a lot of money and, and people might be thinking, no, this is not going to happen. So for me, it was very important to do it step by step. First episode, second episode, third episode. So raise the money, produce the episode. And then use that episode to raise the money again and produce and raise and produce and raise and produce, etc. I think it's an, a very interesting approach personally, because it's also a way to, to really stay close to the community and see if mm -hmm. they still find uh, the story and the episodes valuable, right? Because otherwise uh, you wouldn't be able to raise more money. And therefore mm -hmm. it's a nice way to stay in touch always with your with your community true true and it's hectic i'm not gonna lie because going like mint after mint is very hectic like a mint you need to prepare a marketing strategy for that mint uh, you need to do a lot of like twitter spaces etc i live in dubai nfts are all about the us like most of people are in the us a lot are in asia as well but like a lot of people are in the us so you have to stay like late at night, like doing Twitter spaces at 4 a.m. your time is not fun. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it's hectic. Then you need to wake up in the morning. I have a daughter. I need to take her to school, for example. So I wake up at seven as a zombie, for example, because I was in a space. It's not easy. But as you said, you keep the community engaged and you can, it, it, it's giving you numbers, you know, like you can see the numbers. It's like, okay, maybe if I don't raise enough money now, it means that people are not interested by this anymore. So it will keep you honest about your work and about what you're doing. But if you raise like from the get-go everything, well, it's true that it gives you that safety net that I have all the money so I can go till the end of the season. But uh, at the same time, as I said, like for me, it was very clear that if I, 
that if I go with this strategy that I will raise all the money for the entire season, I might not be able to raise that money. So let's take it like step by step, episode by episode, and then see how it goes. And it's it's working out so far, even though like for episode three, we didn't raise the money that we were thinking that we were a, we will be able to raise, but that was during bear market. So the fact that we were able to raise anything, anything at that time was literally a miracle. So I'm happy about it, actually. It was very significant. I, I will yeah. agree with that. And like when you raise less money, you know, how does this impact the show? Like, for example, the storyline or the length of the episode, like what does it mean? Yeah, you can you can play on different aspects. You can, you know, especially if you're using freelancers, for example, some freelancers, you will tell them, well, I don't know, like I have, let's say, four background artists. Well, I'm going to say I just need two now. But it's going to take more time. So instead of like producing the third episode by September, where it's going to be in October, but it's better to have it in October than not, than not having it at all because the show died because there was no more money to, uh, to, to do it. So yeah, it's, uh, you have to be smart about it. That, that's about, you know, entrepreneurship. You have to take the, the difficult decisions, the right decisions. And it's not always fun to say to someone, well, we can't work together anymore because, you know, we're, we didn't raise enough or something. But people understand it's it's a business in the end and you need to make the show because people are trusting you to make the show. It's about you have a community and you have to make that show for them. So when I go to the studio, I need to look at this as a business. It's like I have this amount of money and I have this amount of people. If I pay all these people, I don't have any more, any more money and I need to do marketing and I need to do this and I need to do that. So you need to be smart about it, know where, where to cut costs and how to you know either streamline things or have a, a longer, let's say, period of time where you're going to produce that show. So we are approaching the end of the episode but before we go, maybe you could tell us a little bit uh, what's next for, for the show. Like how many episodes, for example, you plan to do for, to finish the season and what type of surprises we should uh, expect yeah. from you. And maybe like spend a few words for the people that are listening um, on what you see is coming and what they should pay attention to. So about the show, uh, my idea is at least to produce two more episodes. And then I have another idea is to take the main character out of the show and see his life before, how it was. Because I kind of like want to use the metaverse of Board Ape Yacht Club, the, uh, uh, the other yeah, side. Yeah, I, yeah I, want to sh I want kind of like bring the show there. The, the main character's name is Chucky. I want kind of like Chucky to live there. So he kind of like needs to disappear from Muskville and appear in the other side and have the show to be a little bit about him more than, than about like everything else. And uh, the idea is already mapped out. I'm, I'm super excited actually about it uh, with the producer and uh, the director of the show. We already started talking about it with the script writer as well about how to kind of like make a show from the show and and continue like with something so, so exciting because the NFT space is changing. You have new projects. The other side is amazing. So you have like all this kind of like metaverse gaming atmosphere and you will see all these different like words inside that metaverse because it's different. You have like volcanic kind of like area and you have, I don't know, like desertic area, etc. I kind of like want to take the show in there. So that's like what's, I would say, the future of the show. In terms of like, you know, like continuing to to raise funds, etc. We will tap a little bit into what's in there from the Web2 kind of like way to do things. I mean, and there's nothing bad about doing it. Like Bordape did it is like getting VC money. Cool Cats did it. Like a lot of projects did it. You get VC money and you're secure and funded. So you can continue thinking just about creating because all the time that I spend on thinking about the business plan and raising the money and paying at the end of the month, you know, all the bills, etc. That's time that I'm not putting into signing new partnerships 
and uh, creating more, putting more ideas, etc., and spending that time with the producer and with the director and with the scriptwriter, etc. So the show is continuing. Exciting stuff are going to happen. And what was the other question that you asked me? If you can remind me. Yeah, I mean, for those who are listening right now that are interested in your story and uh, making mm -hmm. something in the entertainment industry specifically, right? Uh, what would you what would you say should be the thing that they should focus on as a first thing? Like, let's say I have an idea to do something in the entertainment space. Okay, what is the first thing that I literally should start doing from now? If they have the technology, let's say NFT, blockchain, knowledge, then it's good and they can, and I'm going to say what they should start doing. If they don't, that's what they should focus on is like learning, learning and learning. Like the thousand hours that they have uh, to do on research and, and to learn, they have to do that. If, if people have that knowledge, there's a lot to be done, like really, really a lot to be done. You can rent your IP rights. You can use your NFT to be, uh, I don't know, an influencer. You can, you can have an NFT influencer. An ape is going to become an influencer, for example, and he will be well-known and things like that. You have music, uh, of course, and we already saw how Eminem and Snoop Dogg are using their NFTs to make video clips now. Um, For me, that's just amazing. It's good. It's it's like pushing the the boundaries of the space. People should focus on on what works. You can see what works and add to it. For me, th this is very important. You don't need to reinvent everything from scratch. You can look at what is already working and be like. Well, I need to focus. So what are the challenges of this business that is already working? Okay, they have this challenge and this challenge and this challenge. And I can improve that and make that even better and add something to it. But again, surround yourself with the right people. That's, that's super, super, super important. Take the time to build your team, a good team around you. That's going to pay off in the end. That's the most important thing. You have to have a good environment. A toxic environment is, is not good to start a business. And you need to surround yourself by doers, people who can do, by, by other people who also embrace the way you think. But they should not, like, look at you as, as a yes-man people. You know, like, whatever I say, they'll be like, yeah, that's good. No, if it's not good, they should tell you. So that's also super important. And for me, if someone has an idea, you should start by researching of course that area entertainment how it works the amount of money needed uh and 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 a lot of other things related to you know build, building a business plan building a team managing a team etc yusuf thank you very much for being here today i feel like you've given some invaluable advice and in your story is just like uh, unique thank so you so much appreciate it thank you very much for being here and uh uh for those who are listening uh we'll see you in the in the next episode thank you sarah bye bye that's all from today's episode thank you so much for watching or listening if you find this episode valuable you can subscribe to our youtube channel or to the polyweb podcast on spotify apple or your favorite podcast app It would be fantastic if you could leave us a rating, a review, or a comment, as this really helps other listeners find the show. All the resources mentioned in this episode will be linked in the description and in the show notes. See you on the next episode.